It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Upfront panel, or the Upfront program, I guess. For today, I'm Roger Bouchard. I'm here... Uh, I'm here Monday through Friday, even though I, I'm not on the show on Monday. I'm still physically present, just in case, right? And uh, Dick Bouchard does it on Monday and then Tuesday through Friday. I'm here. And uh, today uh, we have uh, Valerie Gonzalez, member of the Woonsocket City Council. And um, she will be on our program somewhere uh, in the next few minutes, at least we hope. Um, we've been communicating with her via email. And uh, tomorrow, we'll we'll, um, get a visit from Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt, and uh, we'll let her uh, explain tomorrow what uh, she uh, explained in a news release that she issued yesterday afternoon, and that uh, Russ Olivo followed up on in the call today, and um, I think I just read the headlines, and that kind of tells the whole story. Although we'll try to dig in a little bit deeper tomorrow. Baldelli Hunt withdraws from Lieutenant Gov search. And then the sub-headline, Mayor had previously announced interest in position, but says timing isn't right. And then the full story written by uh, Russ Olivo. If you'd like to read it in the call today, you can. So um, looks like um, she may um, uh, finish off her term. In the city of Woonsocket, and that's what her news release was all about yesterday. Were you surprised that she even expressed an interest in being lieutenant governor in the first place when it first came out? No. This is Jeff Gamash. Yes, hello, folks. Uh, You may remember me from such programs as Daybreak Southern New England. Uh, I am not surprised, I think, uh, when you're looking at the state and executive branch of government, not legislative uh, she has a resume now that is probably right on par with anybody at the top of the, of the heap. Yep. Uh, when you're looking at her body of work and, and whether you politically agree or not, her resume is, is stacked as well as anybody's in the state. So I think it's inevitable at some point she will have a progression to the state level of politics. Um, and certainly what Dan McKee, I don't want to speak for Dan, but I guess I'm going to speculate what he's gone through as far as the distance between himself and the governor and now experiencing this transition phase. Um, may like to have somebody that he can communicate and work with on a daily basis, and certainly Lisa would have fit that that mold. Um, but I am pleased, as I repeated last hour, that uh, we have an elected official who was voted by a majority of the city who says, no, I'm going to stay here and work the constituents. I always get a little disenfranchised when we see a person elected and then immediately leave office for some other reason. I was a little chapped with when Julia Brown did it and she was elected to the city council. I understand life opportunities present themselves. But the people just elected you. Now you're off to New York and another position had to be filled. We know that story, and I'm glad that this close to an election that we just went through, that the voters who did vote somebody in office are going to get what they voted for. So that makes me pleased. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you're pleased, and we'll uh, have a chance to uh, listen to it on a first uh, first account uh, basis tomorrow when uh, Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt joins us on the Upfront program. Our first commercial of the morning is for Grumpy's Restaurant, and we want to remind you that they are now open for lunch. Yeah, that used to be something that they weren't open for, but now they are. And you can enjoy the $5.99 luncheon. As a matter of fact, I enjoyed that just the other day, $5.99. And that was uh, two hot dogs with french fries and a couple of pickles on the side, too. Very nice, and they give you all the mustard and Catsup and um, and also the, they give you the um, diced onions on the side, and they give you uh, some um, some uh, let me see a relish too, and two hot dogs, French fries, and uh, and incidentally when uh, they offer the French fries, you can get half French fries and half onion rings too, if you like, or all onion rings instead of French fries. 
It's uh, Monday through Friday from noon to 3 p.m. And on the $5.99 luncheon uh, board, they also have a nice meatball parmesan sandwich. And also something that uh, we enjoy, the chicken tenders. These are very generous pieces of uh, chicken breast with a very light batter around them. You get four of them. They're big. And then an order of french fries. And then honey mustard or or some nice um, jalapeno. Uh, you can have them uh, soaked in uh, jalapeno. And uh, that's, um, is it um, avocado, jalapeno, or, or is this good? Whatever it is, if you like spicy things. All five ninety nine, And uh, here's one uh, finally for Jeff. Half-grilled cheese pizza. It's wood-fired, topped with a sauce with a nice Italian blend cheese. And uh, for five ninety nine, you get a half a pizza. And that's, um, having seen their full pizza, that's all the pizza you need. Grumpy's for a nice uh, luncheon today. And you'll find them on Pulaski Boulevard in South Bellingham. And yes, Grumpy's is open seven days a week. Just when the holidays are over, and I think there's nothing more to think about financially. But then February and March always get me thinking about how i got to get my taxes done, get my finances organized, my receipts, my deductions. And I don't just want to walk into one of those stores because that seems not very personal. So I start thinking about getting my tax return done by a CPA. Just saying it makes me feel better. They have all those years of experience. Most have a master's in finance or accounting. That's the kind of knowledge I need for my taxes. Yes, I'm going to a CPA this year. That makes me feel a whole lot more relaxed. With a CPA, you get a professional with a higher education, more years of training, and a greater breadth of knowledge than the rest of the pack. This tax season, don't trust your finances to anyone less. Hire the best. A CPA. Few prepare as rigorously. Brought to you by Care Kasha, certified public accountants and business consultants. Call 732-8900 for your appointment. All right, and thank you. And uh, we want to remind you also that uh, on Tuesdays at River Falls Restaurant, we have a pretty good deal. Do you like burgers? I love burgers. And you'll find great burgers over at uh, River Falls. We have a Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, Friday promotions on Tuesdays, the burger. On Wednesdays, the original uh, dinner for two. And then on Fridays, we have our, our fish and chips for $9.99. It's a good deal. Anyway, back to Tuesday. That Back to today. We have the 12-buck Tuesday day at River Falls. What that means is you get a burger. And um, also, you get any draft beer. And there's a nice uh, assortment of draft beer to choose from our menu. And the price? $12. It's a very popular Tuesday special. And incidentally, when you look at the burger menu, there are probably a dozen burger choices. And you can choose any one that you want. And uh, there are, uh, like I said, a whole bunch of them, uh, too numerous to mention. But if you like burgers and you like a nice glass of uh, draft beer... Well, for 12 bucks, you can't beat it every Tuesday at River Falls Restaurant. And you'll find them right here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. They'll open, they'll open around 4 o'clock this afternoon for your dining convenience. All right, let me look at my schedule here and make sure that I've caught up on everything before we uh, get back to the Upfront program. I think I'm all set. We'll do another commercial break in a few minutes. All right. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel is uh, convened on this uh, Tuesday morning. And um, joining us is uh, Valerie Gonzalez, member of the Woonsocket City Council. Hello there. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Woonsocket. So, um, Valerie, what we have been doing over the years um, is um, we, we have these city council meetings on Monday nights. And uh, then on Tuesday, we invite a member of the Woonsocket City Council to join us. And go over some of the things on the docket. However, in your particular situation, well, we're going to do a little bit of that. But we realize that you are new to the Woonsocket City Council. So uh, you do not have, uh, like, uh, the, uh, shall we say, the uh, two-year going through a whole bunch of city council meetings. So... uh, I don't know. Do we give you a pass? Is that what we do? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I think that... Um, no, we don't have to give you a pass? No, you don't have to give me a pass. Obviously, there might be <clears throat> excuse me, some callers that 
maybe have some questions that mm -hmm. I might not necessarily have the answers, but I don't think, um, I don't have any problems with that. I've always learned that you don't always have to know everything, but you always have to be willing to find the right answers for everyone. So even if it's something that comes up that I might not know what it is at this moment, guess what? By tomorrow or later on today, I will know those answers. No pass for Valerie. No pass. No need. <clears throat> okay. Well, welcome to our studios. And uh, and what we do, usually the way I, 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 I uh, begin the uh, interview is I, I hand over the docket uh, to you for a second. Okay. And I say... Uh, Council member, please look at the docket, and if it, you were writing the front page of the Woonsocket call for Tuesday morning, based on the docket of the Woonsocket City Council and what happened last night, what would you say would be uh, the top uh, development that happened last night at the Woonsocket City Council? Or was it a boring meeting? <laughs> I, think, I think it was a, um, what do you say is boring because there's always someone who has an interest in whatever subject matter you're speaking of but i think one of the things that had the most conversation was um the parking uh situation for um the different restaurants mm -hmm. and how um we're looking to provide for christopher's river falls and um the old um, the, fish old and the old English fish and chips. Um, we want to help these businesses through COVID. They've been suffering. So um, there's some people that would be more than glad to eat the food, purchase the food, but do not want to go inside a restaurant. Yep. So we're looking to provide some parking areas where they could just have um, a pickup area where there's it's contactless, basically. Just somebody comes out and brings out the food. And I think that took... Um, uh, some of the conversations, I think second headline probably was um, uh, Councilman Gillette was uh, requesting from the administration a list of um, possible vacancies. Uh, there was a meeting a while back where uh, the, we were, um, Councilman Ward was asking of the administration certain reports. And truth is, they're understaffed. And because they're understaffed, um, they said it was difficult to provide all of the reports. And they, they never denied, you know, giving as much as they could with the staffing that they had. And I guess that conversation uh, was just going. And I think um, it didn't it didn't it didn't always um, sound like they're both looking for. I think when you look at it from the outside, it didn't sound like they're both looking for um, the same resolution but it really was um I, it, at the heart of it uh the the administration trying to express the need for um some staffing and councilman Gillette trying to express his um his seal uh, uh, to be able to fill some of these seats and provide for the administration what um what they need which is which is a good a, a good thing i know that in the past one of the issues has been in, that there's a lot of tension between um, the council and the mayor. Um, that's one of the things that actually was <laughs> on the agenda um, uh, where Councilman Knoyer brought up something that the mayor had said on um, a meeting on January the 13th. But uh, I, you know, I, I believe that uh, even though the council and um, the administration has had you know, clashes in the past, even in the conversations that are having now, I'm actually really hopeful. I feel like the uh, the tone is changing. Um, it might not happen all overnight, but it's changing. And I see a lot of hope of us just um, working together much better in these next two years. Okay, let's go back on a couple of the things. Uh, first of all, we'll talk about the parking spaces uh, very quickly. Uh, from my gathering of... Uh, of um, what happened at the council meeting uh, the day after the council meeting, we have a we have a president and a vice president. So the president calls on Sunday and leaves us a report of what is going to be on the agenda Monday night, and then the vice president, whoever that may be, calls us on Monday night and tells us what happened at the council meeting so we can run it on the news on Tuesday. So we had a report to, today from. Council Vice President John Ward, and he talked a little bit about those parking spaces and what happened. I get the impression that um, the council agreed 
to um, let those parking spaces um, take place, but also within certain periods of time. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, there was an amendment um, uh, that was proposed by um, Councilman Knoyer, and it was unanimously uh, passed to put uh, specific hours only because some of those restaurants, they do not um, open till like four mm-hmm. or later yeah, like in River the day. Falls today opens at four. Yeah. yeah. So, so why hold those parking lots when there's other businesses that actually can be affected by the use of those um, parking spots? So he suggested that we change the hours. I know that it's all up for. Um, you know, the, the, the solicitor will take all this to the actual businesses. If there's any issues with the hours that we picked, they can always um, come back to the table and we can amend the hours. But um, we were trying to consider not just the businesses that are in need of this service, but also um, the businesses that would be affected, you know, even though there's, there's, I think there's about 80 parking spots in that area. So um, I don't think that it would be like a major effect to the other businesses, but, um, but we just want to be considerate of everyone. All right. So um, um, they did permit some uh, special parking for those restaurants. Yes, in the end. there's four parking spots for each one of those restaurants. All right, and the other uh, thing that uh, you mentioned was uh, reports and staffing. And uh, on the agenda, uh, the I, I see on the agenda that there are spaces on the agenda for these reports from various department heads. And I, I is there a conflict um, uh, without that the reports are not being reported on or... Uh, is this being worked out quietly? So, so in other words, I'm not hearing uh, the public works director giving a report. I'm not hearing the public safety director give a report. Does that mean that they're holding back on the reports or they're just going to be coming in the next couple of weeks and we need a little more time? Uh, I, I know that there's a space for each one of them. I don't think that the report was demanded for every single meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, we do get representatives from those departments that come into the meetings. And any questions that might be um, that might come up, they're always willing and ready to answer. We do get a lot of information, e- even though we're not um, receiving the actual reports. I don't think that that um, a timeline was set of whether it is, you know, the first meeting of the month or the second meeting. So I'm not sure where that is uh, right now, but I do know that a lot of these um, uh, th- these directors are on the call mm-hmm. and um, whenever there's an issue, uh, it's being called. I think some of these departments, the, the problem is the, um, the, the lack of staffing, like we're we were trying to discuss and i believe that um, we should be getting a listing soon of what we can do to be able to provide better staffing so that um, these reports can be more consistent so you mentioned a little bit earlier that uh, mr kanoya brought up a um, remark that the uh, mayor made at uh, a chamber of commerce uh, Mm -hmm. i think it was an online um face-to-face meeting with uh, business leaders and the chamber goes into various communities uh, like Cumberland and North Smithfield and they have a meeting with the administrator or the mayor and it's online and people can join in if they want to join in and uh, so they did and and so he um, he wasn't online at that meeting but um, she did say something along uh, I think somebody asked her the question what is uh, you know the biggest challenge that you face in the city of Wasaka and she said uh, um trying to uh, she said the city council is what she said and um and i'm sure that when she's here tomorrow because it's uh this uh, you're not a spokesperson for the mayor yeah. i'll ask her about that and i'm sure she'll put it in the proper context but uh, the only question i'm asking you is that um Kanoya brought it up at the meeting and after um uh, listening to your remarks I think that you sense that basically the council pretty much gets along very nicely and and that you don't sense a big um, a big no. pushback no i don't I don't think that we're there yet. I think that we're moving towards that mm-hmm. you know i I don't um, necessarily um, agree with the statement. I did not hear the statement myself. I have not seen 
um, that uh, when I don't know if there's a video out there. I, I have not seen. I've got an audio of it here. If anybody wants to listen to it, sometime. yeah. So, so I have not seen it, but I don't agree that um, that that would be the biggest problem that there is, mm-hmm. you know, in Woonsocket. But um, I do agree that um, a good relationship between the city council and a mayor's office is the biggest um, benefit for any kind of business, not just, you know, uh, commercial businesses or um, economic improvement, just an overall improvement. Um, there has to be a really a good relationship between the mayor's office and um, the city council is what is best for the city. So we have to um, do whatever we can. Um, to uh, be able to work together. And I think that there's more of that spirit uh, this year. Uh, obviously, people, things don't change overnight. And things that have been said have been said. Things that have been done have been done. Um, so we have to kind of get over some of the, some things. But, um, but I think that we have a city council and a mayor that is very possible um, to come to a place where we can work together very amicably. I mean, if you remember, um, even my my story, you know, with the mayor, we met on opposite sides, and um, and we did whatever we needed to do to be able to uh, form a relationship. Where before I was, even, she actually ended up appointing me to a school committee, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that if I would have if I would have held on um, and this is not to say it's the city council or the I think it, it comes from both sides if we hold on to um, you know just what's happened in the past it's not going to move forward but we need to just start a fresh it's a new it had been a new election you know it's you know pretty much the the same team but is a new uh, term and um, and I have seen from both sides um, more flexibility than I've seen in a long time. I think the last term was a very difficult term, um, and it seemed like no one was bending. I think this time around, there's a little bit of more flexibility, and I'm hopeful that it's going to continue. Well, uh, it was interesting to note that when uh, Mr. Ward gave his report this morning, the last thing he said on the report is, just in passing, I might note that all the votes last night by the Woonsocket City Council were seven to nothing <laughs> so, <laughs> so i do believe that um uh, that he pointed that out to try to point out the fact that uh, uh that uh, p- there might be some people out there are claiming that the city council might be divided but uh if you use last night's voting record as an indication it was pretty harmonious wouldn't yeah. you say yeah and i've had conversations with just about every council member um, and I've had conversations with the mayor. And the bottom line is they all have the desire to reach that point where they can work together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, I'm very hopeful. I think that um, the, uh, the temperature is going to be changing. And, um, and we will reach that place where, um, where things will become a lot more amicable. Valerie Gonzalez is joining us and looking at the rest of the docket uh, and also looking at the clock. We're going to probably uh, move on to a few other questions outside of the council meeting because uh, I see um, a couple of things like um, buying a paving machine for the city of Woonsocket is pretty is pretty standard type of thing. I don't yeah, think but you know, you know what that it's not actually controversial. yeah, but that actually is not as standard mm-hmm. um, because this purchase is I think it's it's a brilliant uh, thing that they're doing because it's not just a pur- purchase of the machine. Mm-hmm. This purchase is going to allow um, the director of that department to train their workers to expand their knowledge of what they're doing. It's a bigger machine. They'll be able to pave um, bigger areas and um, it's going to save so much money to the city while at the same time providing much more experience for our workers, which we know is, it, it, they, it, it just becomes in their profession, it becomes a lot more valuable. So I'm super, I was super excited. I second this uh, motion uh, because of the value that I think is going to bring to the city. Um, so, you know, all, there's purchases that are just like, you know, but, but this one, I, I don't know, maybe because I'm new, I just got excited about it. <laughs> no, but it's what it provides to the city. I just, um, uh, I think it's a great idea. 
Well, I think it is, too, uh, because uh, over the years, uh, previously, uh, when it came to street paving, we had to go out to a contract from an outside mm-hmm. provider and, and do it. And, um, and then Mr. D'Agostino comes along, and he does purchase a uh, repaver of some kind, mm-hmm. and we started paving our own streets. Um, and uh, this is uh, in addition uh, to that, and, and as you just uh, indicated, um, wider and, um, and probably uh, more efficient uh, than, than the other uh, piece of equipment. And, and it'll be, um, it'll be uh, run by city workers instead of uh, outside contractors with expensive uh, contracts. So, yeah, I'm excited, too. We joined that in that excitement. And the other thing uh, that the council uh, passed last night is first passage on the comprehensive plan. Um, and uh, that's something that comes along uh, that every city and town of Rhode Island has to deal with. They have to submit this comprehensive plan to the state. It's almost like saying, we're an independent city, Woonsocket, but we've got to give you this plan uh, for you to give us permission to carry, carry yeah. on. But anyway, um, we're... In the process of approving that comprehensive plan, yeah, that's that's another I, that that would be something I guess pretty standard, mm-hmm. um, and um, it did pass, you know, seven to zero, and and um, uh, at the next meeting probably it would be the final vote on that. All right, and so now, um, so do you see anything else on the agenda before I move on to other uh, what we call uh, free and easy topics uh, here uh, on the program? Anything else you want to mention no, about last No, I think it's every, everything's pretty standard, and um, I just want to remind um, everyone that is listening, if you missed the meeting, I believe it's on YouTube. You yes. can always keep, um, in, keep yourself informed by uh, watching the meetings whenever um, it's best and most convenient for you on YouTube. Now, um, moving on to our next topic, uh, this is the agenda for, especially you. You guys are, are busy with the. You have <laughs> you have the regular meetings, and then you have the special meetings. Yes. Now, I have um, a perception of what this meeting is about, so I'm going to share it with you, and then you can tell me, Roger. Uh, it's it's different than that. I the, this looks like the city council is having a special meeting to do planning mm-hmm. and to uh, identify maybe some objectives that they would like to uh, accomplish or tackle in the coming year or so. Well, Councilman um, Gendron, President Gendron, he um, I believe this was uh, one. He was the originator of this idea where he spoke to uh, the different members of the council and said, you know, we have two years instead of trying to come up with things on the fly. Why don't we put together whatever it is that we're looking to accomplish within the next two years? Obviously, this doesn't mean that these are the only things we're going to tackle. But um, he just requested the information from each um, uh, from each council member. <clears throat> I have to admit, um, I actually just lost my father-in-law uh, to COVID this past uh, week, and I was um, in Florida when um, when the message went out. So I actually missed uh, this one. So there's a couple of things that in the future I would like to add, and I will be speaking to. Um, everyone about but again it doesn't it, it doesn't limit us to this for the next two years but it does give us the opportunity i think it's great that we will all just start talking about the things that we want to accomplish and see where everybody stands and see what other ideas um different members can contribute to it and i, I think it's important for us to begin the conference conversations now so by law uh because it's an open meeting you have to put on the agenda what what you'd like to talk about, mm-hmm. and uh, so yes, you were away in Florida, so you can't do that. But in um, you, the, in an open meeting, but you can since this is not covered under <laughs> under the, uh, state law. Uh, I can ask you uh, what what are uh, maybe one or two things that you would like to um, put on that agenda for a future meeting. That uh, you might want to see the uh, city council uh, talk about in this. Well, one of the things that um, that I ran on my campaign was um, the opioid um, problems that we're having here in in Woonsocket and how um, we've seen. Uh, I've encountered cases actually. Just the other day, I had um, 
an issue with my refrigerator and I had someone come in to repair my refrigerator and um, the person realized I was a council member and, and they were asking me, look, I have an issue with uh, my wife and she has some addictions and she just needs um, a place that we can get her into and um, and that we made a detox center. You know, th that's basically what they were asking and I was having a very difficult time trying to help this um, constituent uh, with the issue of finding a detox center. And I think that uh, because of our surrounding areas, Woonsocket would be a good place to begin um, uh, some kind of a detox center in one of the properties. I, I'm not exactly sure where it would be, but I would love to begin those conversations. Would a detox center be run by uh, Community Care Alliance or by well, Fundamist? Well, that's or? the beautiful thing that I think that we have a lot of services in place that would be um, that would be uh, just more than willing, but also uh, more readily prepared mm -hmm. um, to deal with uh, some of these things. I think those both those. Um, uh, facilities are perfect for having conversations and joining in the table. I don't think it should be a one specific, you know, like we're we're <clears throat> we're a church. My husband and I run a church, and we're um, we're in contact with a lot of pastors who often get people to come in and say because it's hard for somebody to confess and say I need some help. But we're in a position that we get that a little bit more. And I think Thundermas, as, you know, with their counselors and things like that, they might get that. So getting the people that um, we know can identify who are the people in need together and working together, I think that would be a great thing. When I consider uh, Community Resources, um, uh, Community Care Alliance, rather, and Thundermist, uh I think the infrastructure is in place in mm -hmm. the area. There's probably just getting it together and saying uh, this is uh, an opioid treatment center. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. They do a lot more than what a lot of people, you know, um, you know, can see from the outside. But I do believe it's, it's, a, it's a serious issue um, and it's an important one that I think we need to address. All right. So now uh, here are the things that... Uh, you uh, probably uh, don't want to hear as a question, but uh, uh, Brendan writes in. This is a real email, so if you want to <laughs> check it out, it's here. Interesting. Uh, it says, any thoughts on running for mayor in the future? Now, is that something that you would ever uh, think about? Or, uh, I mean, you, um, you're you a young young person. Um, you know, I, right now I'm just trying to, um, I take it one step at a time. I like... Um, I like to do the best that I can with what I have here. To be honest with you, if you would have asked me two years ago if I had any thoughts of running for city council, I would have said no. Um, but I'm not. Um, my my um, what launched me into um, running for uh, city council or even you know saying yes for school committee was the immediate need. I just felt that I could make a difference. Um, right now, no, I'm not doing this as a political step towards, you know, mayor, but I, I'm also not, um, I, I never would say never <laughs> because there's so many things in my life that I've actually said, oh, I've never, I will never. And then, you know, when, when things, um, things have changed, I, if you would have asked me if I would ever be a pastor or a minister, I would have told you never, <laughs> you know, like all these things. So I just, um, I try to live my life. I'm doing the best that I can right now, and I'm just trying to get acclimated at this moment as a city council um, representative and the future. Um, you know, we'll see. We have a caller, and uh, let's, uh, you've got earphones on, so you don't have to do anything except listen. I, I press a button and uh, make sure that uh, we get the caller. Do you have a um, question for Valerie or a uh, comment to make? Hello? Yes, good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Mr. Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, Roger, you opened the uh, program with uh, going right into the agenda, and then uh, I thought, well, uh, Ms. Gonzalez is a uh, new member, and uh, perhaps the people who didn't hear when she was running and gave her a resume, she might give a brief uh, biographical resume, and uh, she's a pastor, but um, what about uh, living in... Uh, Socket. Is she a native? Or, in other words, I think some of us 
I don't really know much about her personal uh, uh, personal biography. I think it's a fair question. So, Valerie, uh, for those who um, um, you're on the council, for those who may not know much about you, you want to give a quick rundown? Thank you for your call, sir. Sure. I'm glad to. Uh, I have been living in Woonsocket for about 17 years. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and um, uh, I moved to the area of New England uh, right before I married uh, my husband of... 23 years, so I've been in New England probably about 27 years, 28 years, and I lived in the Milford area where my husband's father uh, pastored for over 30 years. Um, We became the youth ministers there, and from um, that ministry that we built, we actually had like two van full of kids that were coming from one socket. And um, after a while, we uh, were sent out to open up a church here, and we've been pastoring for over uh, about 17 years, I believe. And um, it, in uh, our church is Vita Church and Prospect Street. We actually purchased the old Our Lady of Victories, mm-hmm. and um, and we. I'm also uh, I'm, so I'm a wife of 23 years. I have two children, a 19. Year, uh, year old daughter Melody and a 21 year old son Person Jazz and by trade I am a dental assistant I do dental assisting um, I'm also a um, a ghost writer and an editor for books so you know I, I have a few different things that um, I dabble in and um, <clears throat> I did serve in school committee for two years I was in for four years I, I was appointed by Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt uh, back when it was appointed and um, this was my first run at um, at uh, City Council or any office and um, and I was really um, glad to see that uh, the work that we've been doing here in Woonsocket, including uh, we, my husband and I are the founders of the Woonsocket Day of Prayer, where people from different faiths uh, come together and we just have a, a day of prayer in um, one of the parks. And it just, um, we've been involved in the communities. We came here to be involved in the community and we've been doing a lot of work since. And this was just the first time that uh, we decided to um, run for office and uh, we were successful in our efforts and we were we were excited to see that the people that we have been serving for all these years were supportive of that. All right. I think uh, that qualifies you as a local. <laughs> I, I am. I feel like, you know what, um, if I'm going to be completely honest, when, I, when we were youth pastors, uh, we were getting all these stories from these kids. Uh, and a lot of them were in negative situations. So I literally said to my husband, and this is why with that question of the mayor um, position, mayoral position, I will say the same. I said to my husband, um, I will, we will live anywhere but one socket. <laughs> I said, I will never live in one socket. And sure enough, you know, I, I don't feel like this is just a place that we chose to live. I feel that this is a place that we're called to be in. And, um, and the more time that I spend here, the more people that I got to know and the more I love this city. And, uh, my husband is the police chaplain and, uh, we, we just have come to a place where now you can't I no one can't say anything about one socket because I'm like on the defense now <laughs> <laughs> all right the the place kind of grows on you it really does it really <laughs> does it's a beautiful city and it has a lot of beautiful people in it and and I'm just I'm proud to be from one socket all right uh Valerie um what about um the um city charter um what happened is that we had a commission Previous to the election, it gave a report to the city council. And pretty much, uh, I would have to say, um, if you want to make this a a quick conversation, it said, uh, you know, we ought to take a look at the city charter and maybe make a few changes uh, about how people are chosen to uh, serve on committees and so on and so forth. Um, Do you think uh, you are interested in um, bringing uh, a charter revision commission to uh, the city? I think Councilman Ward has started the conversation, and I actually, I'm in support of it. 
um, mainly because the last charter review, I believe it was in 2011. And I think that every 10 years is a good amount of time to be able to look back and, um, and, and see if, you know, times change and see if the way that things are written are still relevant to today's um, way that we operate. All right. So, uh, yes, and you're right. Uh, it is a um, it's really something being spearheaded by Mr. Ward. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, but when it comes up, you'll support it. Yeah. I, and, I, and I believe that a lot of the council members um, would, too. Hey, um, um, people love to label people. Yes. <laughs> and um, conservative, liberal, uh, moderate and so forth. Uh, looking at your experience uh, in in life, um, coming from Brooklyn and making your way into a town like Woonsocket, uh, R.I., so where do you fall on the spectrum, or do you fall? Uh, and I, I can I can help you a little bit on this. I have trouble classifying myself. Uh, uh, sometimes I'm uh, very conservative about uh, an issue, and then I'm very liberal about it. So there, therefore, does that make me a liberal? So. I vary depending on what the issue is. Are you a conservative or a liberal, Valerie? <laughs> I, you know, um, I do consider myself a conservative, but but I, like you said, labels. People like to label things, but not, no longer does one word mean that one thing. Yeah. You know, um, when you hear conservative, now there's some people that just think these extreme conservative. I'm not that. Um, I'm one of these conservatives that is open to um, hear everyone from every side, you know. And uh, the, I think the the um, the thing that kind of separated me, um, you know, even from some of the other um, people that were running for um, for a council seat, is that I, you know, I have friends on every side because I don't let the fact that I'm a conservative keep me from having relationships with someone who is liberal. I actually think that those conversations are so important to be able to bring a balanced um, uh, a balanced decision in whatever it is that we're making or whatever issue we're addressing. Because ultimately, while I am a conservative, when I look at the people that I'm serving, I know that I have people from both sides of the spectrum and those that are in the middle. And I have to be able to um, do what is best for all and not just um, for myself. So, yeah. But, it, you know, with my background and um, and and just my, my core beliefs, um, yeah, I am, I would consider myself conservative. I'm just not an extremist. So when election night was uh, taking place and the polls were coming, uh, returns were coming in, uh, we were sitting here in the studio, and um, and so all we did is express, "Holy cow, she's the top vote getter!" Blah, blah, blah. It was like, uh, and, and everybody's been talking about that. Uh, but were you surprised at that, or? Uh? Oh God, I was so surprised. <laughs> Listen, so I you would, didn't predict this, huh? No, you know what? I when the election started, I just I, I when I when we started running the campaign, I said to my husband, "I just, you know." I, you, I don't want to come in like last place. <laughs> I was like, we're going to do this, but I don't want to come in last place. Now, in the middle of the election, the way that my team was working, the way that I was working, we put in so much work. I said to my husband, you know what? I think we deserve at least like fourth, fifth, sixth place, like somewhere around there. You know, I, I think that we should win because we um, because we're putting in the work and I and people do notice that, you know, um, there's a lot of great qualities that someone can have, but people are paying attention on whether you're going to put in the work or not. And I really felt like we were going to. Now, the day of the election, I was still at home when the first results came in from Hamlet. And I believe I won Hamlet with like 72 votes. It was like one of the smallest, you know, on polling um, places. And... Um, and I was so shocked with 72 votes. And we started celebrating like we won the whole election, <laughs> right? And we're getting in the car, we're rushing, you know, to get to where we need to be. And then, and then I, you know, I said to everybody, all right, calm down. 
this does not mean anything. Hamlet is like right near my house. That's probably why we won, you know, Hamlet. And then, and I said, but we'll always be able to say we we had Hamlet, <laughs> you know. So we came in with the attitude of like, okay, we won this, but it's not, you know, that big of a deal. I was very, um, very surprised as the results were coming in. Um, yeah, I was really, really surprised. And uh, I guess you're pretty happy about that. Huh? I am. I am because um, because it really, it, to be honest with you, while I was very happy for for uh, myself and what this meant, but also happy for the volunteers because it they were out there in the rain, they were out there in the snow, regardless of whatever you know um, the conditions were. I would say something, and they're just like yes. And to watch people believe in you, you you want to win. Um, because you've entered a race that nobody enters a race to lose, but but to for me a win would be um, would be for them too. So it was really exciting. Back in a moment, want to tell you about Grumpy's in South Bellingham, and they're open for lunch uh, today. We mentioned that uh, five ninety nine. Uh, luncheon specials we want to mention that they are an italian restaurant too now a lot of people say grumpy is not italian restaurant well listen to this uh, they have a they have a nice uh, pizza menu and they have a nice taste of italy menu and i can um, i can give a testimony to the eggplant parmesan and also to the uh, pasta and meatballs and also to their pizza pizzas. I mean, they have very, very nice uh, wood-fired crust 12-inch pizzas. They're handcrafted just the way um, you like them. And uh, we discovered the grilled white pizza uh, that um, we uh, enjoy. And uh, so we order it at ten ninety nine. It's garlic and olive oil topped with an Italian blend cheese and roasted red peppers. And it is very tasty and two people can enjoy it. With a nice beverage. We are Grumpies. And we're right here in South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right, so what do we have here? How about a nice uh, water view? Oh, this looks like uh, something uh, I wouldn't mind uh, enjoying at 3 Desiree Court in Smithfield. This is a condo. And uh, it is um, a uh, property that was built in 2020, so it's brand new. Two bedrooms, two and a half baths, and Scott McGee has it as a listing. And he uh, just gives me a few facts about it. You can call him at 639-2906 for more information. Uh, it is um, the last unit left in this uh, Waterview condominium complex flawless craftsmanship blends smoothly and effortlessly with its contemporary yet super classy architecture oh i like all that wording uh he ought to have been an english teacher all high end and upgrades at list price and um there's plenty of uh, beautiful scenery to enjoy uh, this property is priced at uh for uh, 4.199, and uh, Scott McGee would love to uh, have you take a look at it, and um, and it's available uh, for uh, inspection by giving him a call at 639-2906. Scott McGee, your real estate guy here in uh, the Northern Rhode Island region. Let's get back to the upfront program here on WNRI. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now let's get back to the panel. I was just telling Valerie we're almost at the end here, and um, and if you're just joining us, Valerie Gonzalez has joined us. Uh, she's a member of the Woonsocket City Council, and we rotate around uh, so that um, we can have all the council members uh, join us and give them uh, an opportunity to share their viewpoints on what uh, happened the night before. Sometimes when you're when you're watching uh, a city council meeting or listening to one. Uh, Stuff goes over your head, and so, at least um, in my case, so this is the whole concept behind inviting a council member to come in and maybe dig a little bit deeper uh, to see what um, what's going on. So, um, Valerie, you mentioned a couple of things that you would like to see uh, accomplished uh, with the Woonsocket City Council before uh, the end of the term. Um, you've got about a, a minute, a uh, minute and a half left. Uh, what would you like to uh, 
tell people about being a council member now that you have been to a few council meetings and what the experience is like? Well, every council meeting, I feel that it's very different. It takes a lot of commitment to be able to be a member and um, and a lot of studying for um, every single one of the uh, issues. Not a walk in the park. It's it's not. It's <laughs> not. And and you know you know when you if you see the position listed, it says you know one um, the first and third Monday of the month. It is. You can see that's not true. It takes a lot more than that. Even when I was. Um, at my father-in-law's funeral in Florida, I was getting phone calls from um, residents, and um, and you know you have to be available, you know, at all times. But um, I love to serve, so uh, for me, this is I think it's really important the work that we're doing. And um, I'm even I forgot to mention one of the things I wanted to say is that um, being uh, one of I, I I you I think you were the person who told me I was not technically the first Latina ever mm -hmm. to be on city council. Um, but uh, one of the things that I am doing to try to reach some of our Spanish-speaking community uh, is I, I'm starting a show called Hablemos, which is Let's Talk on Socket. I actually started it during the campaign, and, um, and I would inform people about what's happening in the campaign. Well, I want to do sort of what you're doing right now, mm -hmm. but... Um, a Spanish version to be able to communicate to those that might not be able to uh, mm -hmm. understand and just to bring them up to date uh, with what's happening in the city. When do you plan on uh, kicking that off? That's actually starting um, Tuesdays next week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so how will the Latin community uh, uh, know about it? Well, we already have, we've been having a Facebook page mm -hmm. since the um, since the campaign. I actually duplicated uh, my uh, my campaign page to a Spanish version of it. I see. So that's where we've been growing our audience mm -hmm. and putting um, uh, and who knows, maybe one day we'll even have a Spanish political show at WNRI. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is possible. Uh, we maybe have, I should put that on my list. Yeah, put it on your list because like for instance on uh, somebody was calling the other day and they said, well, what kind of ethnic programs do you have? And we're going through our uh, list and uh, we have one uh, uh, in Portuguese on Saturday afternoon for the Cape Verdean community. Mm -hmm. So talk about uh, identifying uh, a narrower constituency. But this guy uh, has been doing the show for a number of years, and I didn't realize there are so many people um, yeah. uh, from uh, Cape Verde uh, that... Um, uh, listen, but uh, that program, the phone's ringing all afternoon. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us today. Well, it's a pleasure. You. And uh, we will uh, chat again um, in a few weeks. Valerie Gonzalez joining us on the Upfront program. See you tomorrow, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.